section five of Eugene Onegin by Alexander Pushkin, translated by Henry Spaulding. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Canto the third, the country damsel. One. Whither away? Deuce take the bard. Goodbye, Onegin. I must go. I won't detain you but tis hard to guess how you the eve pull through at larna's hm that is queer pray is it not a tough affair thus to assassinate the eve not at all that i can't conceive tis something of this sort i deem in the first place say am i right a russian household simple quite who welcome guests with zeal extreme preserves and an eternal prattle about the rain and flax and cattle two no misery i see in that boredom my friend behold the ill your fashionable world i hate domestic life attracts me still where what another eclogue spin for God's sake, Lenski, don't begin. What? Really going? Tis too bad. But Lenski, I should be so glad, would you me this Phyllis show, fair source of every fine idea, verses and tears, etc. Present me. You are joking. No. Delighted. When? this very night they will receive us with delight three whilst homeward by the nearest route our heroes at full gallop sped can we not stealthily make out what they in conversation said how now onegin yawning still tis habit lenski is your ill more troublesome than usual no how dark the night is getting, though. Hello. Andrushka, onward race. The drive becomes monotonous. Well, Lorena appears to us an ancient lady full of grace. That bilberry wine, I'm sore afraid, the deuce with my inside has played. 4. Say, of the two, which was Tatiana? She who with melancholy face and silent as the maid Svetlana, hard by the window, took her place. The younger. You're in love with her. Well, I the elder should prefer, were I like you, a bard by trade, in Olga's face no life's displayed. Tis a Madonna of Van Dyck, an oval countenance and pink, yon silly moon upon the brink of the horizon she is like. Vladimir something curtly said, nor further comment that night made. 5. Meantime, Onegin's apparition at Larina's abode produced quite a sensation, the position to all good neighbors' sport conduced. Endless conjectures all propound, and secretly their views expound. What jokes and guesses now abound! A bow is for Tatiana found. In fact, 
some people were assured the wedding day had been arranged but the date subsequently changed till proper rings could be procured on lenski's matrimonial fate they long ago had held debate six of course tatiana was annoyed by such allusions scandalous yet was her inmost soul o'erjoyed with satisfaction marvellous as in her heart the thought sank home i am in love my hour hath come thus in the earth the seed expands obedient to warm springs commands long time her young imagination by indolence and languor fired the fated nutriment desired and long internal agitation had filled her youthful breast with gloom she waited for i don't know whom seven the fateful hour had come at last she oped her eyes and cried tis he alas for now before her past the same warm vision constantly now all things round about repeat ceaselessly to the maiden sweet his name the tenderness of home tiresome unto her hath become and the kind-hearted servitors immersed in melancholy thought she hears of conversation not and hated casual visitors their coming which no man expects and stay whose length none recollects eight now with what eager interest she the delicious novel reads with what avidity and zest she drinks in those seductive deeds all the creations which below from happy inspiration flow the swain of julia wolmar malek adele and elinar werther rebellious martyr bold and that unrivalled paragon the sleep-compelling grandison our tender dreamer had enrolled a single being twas in fine no other than Onegin mine. 9. Dreaming herself the heroine of the romances she preferred, Clarissa, Julia, Delphine, Tatiana through the forest aired, and the bad book accompanies. Upon those pages she descries her passion's faithful counterpart, fruit of the yearnings of the heart. She heaves a sigh, and deep intent on raptures, sorrows not her own she murmurs in an undertone a letter for her hero meant that hero though his merit shone was certainly no grandison ten alas my friends the years flit by and after them at headlong pace the evanescent fashions fly in motley and amusing chase the world is ever altering farthingales patches were the thing and courtier fop and usurer would once in powdered wig appear time was the poet's tender quill in hopes of everlasting fame a finished madrigal would frame or couplets more ingenious still time was a valiant general might serve who could neither read nor write eleven time was in style magniloquent authors replete with sacred fire their heroes used to represent all that perfection could desire ever by adverse fate oppressed their idols they were wont to invest with intellect a taste refined and handsome countenance combined a heart where impure passion burnt 
the excited hero in a trice was ready for self-sacrifice, and in the final tome we learnt, vice had due punishment awarded. Virtue was with a bride rewarded. 12. But now our minds are mystified and virtue acts as a narcotic. Vice in romance is glorified and triumphs in career erotic. The monsters of the British muse deprive our schoolgirls of repose. The idols of their adoration, a vampire, fond of meditation. Or Melmoth, gloomy wanderer he, the eternal Jew, or the corsair, or the mysterious Sobger. Byron's capricious fantasy could in romantic mantle drape e'en hopeless egoism's dark shape. 13. My friends, what means this odd digression? May be that I, by heaven's decrees, shall abdicate the bard's profession, and shall adopt some new caprice. Thus having braved Apollo's rage with humble prose, I'll fill my page, and a romance, in ancient style, shall my declining years beguile. Nor shall my pen paint terribly the torment born of crime unseen, but shall depict the touching scene of Russian domesticity. I will descant on love's sweet dream. The olden time shall be my theme. 14. Old people's simple conversations my unpretending page shall fill. Their offspring's innocent flirtations by the old lime-tree or the rill. Their jealousy and separation and tears of reconciliation. Fresh cause of quarrel then I'll find, but finally in wedlock bind. The passionate speeches I'll repeat. Accents of rapture or despair I uttered to my lady fair long ago, prostrate at her feet. Then they came easily enow. My tongue is somewhat rusty now. 15. Tatiana, sweet Tatiana, see, what bitter tears with thee I shed! Thou hast resigned thy destiny unto a ruthless tyrant dread. Thou'lt suffer, dearest, but before, Hope with her fascinating power to dire contentment shall give birth, And thou shalt taste the joys of earth. Thou'lt quaff love's sweet and venomed stream, Fantastic images shall swarm in thy imagination warm, of happy meetings thou shalt dream, And wheresoe'er thy footsteps err, Confront thy fated torturer. 16. Love's pangs Tatiana agonize. She seeks the garden in her need. Suddenly she stops, Casts down her eyes, And cares not farther to proceed. Her bosom heaves, Whilst crimson hues With sudden flash her cheeks suffuse, Barely to draw her breath, she seems, Her eye with fire unwanted gleams. And now tis night, The guardian moon sails her allotted course on high, And from the misty woodland nigh The nightingale trills forth her tune. Restless Tatiana sleepless lay, And thus under her nurse did say. 17. Nurse, tis so close I cannot rest. Open the window. Sit by me. What ails thee, dear? 
I feel depressed. Relate some ancient history. But which, my dear? In days of yore within my memory I bore many an ancient legend which in monsters and fair dames was rich. But now my mind is desolate. What once I knew is clean forgot. Alas, how wretched now my lot! But tell me, nurse, can you relate the days which to your youth belong? Were you in love when you were young? 18. Alack, Tatiana, she replied, we never loved in days of old. My mother-in-law, who lately died, had killed me, had the like been told. How come you then to wed a man? Why, as God ordered. My Ivan was younger than myself, my light, for I myself was thirteen quite. The matchmaker a fortnight's bed, her suit before my parents pressing. At last my father gave his blessing, and bitter tears of fright I shed. Weeping they loosed my tresses long, and led me off to church with song. 19. Then amongst strangers I was left. But I perceive thou dost not heed. Alas, dear nurse, my heart is cleft. Mortally sick I am indeed. Behold, my sobs I scarce restrain. My darling child, thou art in pain. The Lord deliver her and save. Tell me at once what wilt thou have. I'll sprinkle thee with holy water. How thy hands burn! Dear nurse, I'm well. I am... in love, you know. Don't tell. The Lord be with thee, O my daughter. And the old nurse a brief prayer said, And crossed with trembling hand the maid. 20. I am in love, her whispers tell the aged woman in her woe. My heart's delight, thou art not well. I am in love, nurse. Leave me now. Behold, the moon was shining bright, And showed with an uncertain light Tatiana's beauty, pale with care, Her tears and her dishevelled hair, And on the footstool sitting down Beside our youthful heroine fair, A kerchief round her silver hair The aged nurse in ample gown, Whilst all creation seemed to dream, Enchanted by the moon's pale beam. 21. But born in spirit far away, Tatiana gazes on the moon, And starting suddenly doth say, Nurse, leave me, I would be alone. Pen, paper bring, the table too draw near. I soon to sleep shall go. Good night. Behold, she is alone. Tis silent. On her shines the moon. Upon her elbow she reclines, and Eugene, ever in her soul, indites an inconsiderate scroll, wherein love innocently pines. Now it is ready to be sent. For whom, Tatiana, is it meant? End of section 5